Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. Join your hosts as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Calendar Charge. I am Keith Randall. And I am Mike Austin. And I'm Ralph Enough. And as you heard, we have the dynamic duo back again to talk about elves this time in third edition. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, let's start at the top. Let's talk about your overall impressions of third edition, the book. Keith, why don't you start us off? All right. So caveat, I think, you know, a new edition change is always exciting. I fully respect and appreciate all the work that other people put into this book. Um, But. (laughs) It's a big but. It's a big but. That Look, there's a couple different main tactics that second edition was known for. Shooting, alpha strike, trash, you know, high defense, right? It's kind of a big mush. You pick one or two of those, maybe pick three if you're doing a full combined arms, and you see how your tactics are going to fit with the meta. What third edition has done is it has eliminated shooting as a primary tactic, period. Not just for elves, but for a lot of armies. For everyone. I would agree. And it has also severely limited an alpha strike. So what are we left with? We're left with trash and high defense. So it's grind of war, essentially, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. I am not objecting to anyone's right to change the game and how they want to play it, but I don't like it. I'm sorry. Like I think the I think the the army lists have been changed too much to make a grind of war. I think the dynamism has been bled from the game a little bit. It's not going to stop me from playing, but I have I I just hope that potentially with keywords and all this other stuff that they've added in, which which mm-hmm. have lots of potential. It, it it adds back that dynamism that I think second edition just just was chock full of. Can I ask you to elaborate on your your uh, they all but we'll use the word nerfed uh, alpha strike. So what alpha strike units are still around? Dracons are still around. Sure, we're going to talk about how elves basically are an alpha strike army now. But okay, but can, soul reaver have been nerfed. Sure. Just because every every single quote unquote Alpha Strike army included these specific units you're talking about, and they have been the ones that have been toned down. Does that necessarily mean that they've they've messed up the build of the game, or does that mean that they've just brought units back into line that everybody was taking auto include because they were too good? Right, but even if they they're they're bringing the Alpha Strike, the one shot units down which means that those units aren't bad they're still functional but they're not coming in they're not one shot at anything anymore so so they're not functioning as alpha strike anymore they are just a long range grinding unit i i have to confess the fact that you're upset that there's not as many units that can one shot things that's what you're saying I'm 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 not nearly as upset about that as I am about shooting. Don't get me wrong. I'm just <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to talk this alpha strike thing. You know? mm. Sure, I'm just commenting that I don't think you know crushing strength is down all around. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Thunderous Charge is severely limited, partially because of how Phalanx has been buffed, which means damage output for fast units, with the possible exception of large, large infantry, has been severely limited. So, and none yeah. of this is nimble anymore. All right, I'm going to weigh in. Too many things were nimble, first off. Too many things were an obvious auto-include. Alohi, for instance. Dracons, for instance. Mounted Sons, your, your Soul Reaper cap. I mean, it's like, why would you not take them when you look at their infantry counterparts? Yes, they've sure. taken away a lot of the things that those do. But I think it's in, a, in, in an attempt to say, okay, you guys, the gamers, go find the other things that are good still. That might not be what you guys are just used to playing for the past however many years. You know, there are other good units out there, but now you actually have to pick and choose. Now we're not going to see the same units on the table in every single undead army, every single elf army, and every single Basilia army. We're going to maybe see some different things that actually bring some variety to the game. And I think that's that's an attempt that I respect. I, I'm glad they did that. And me coming from an elf background, I should be crying absolute misery. <laughs> well, that's because they gave you hordes of palace guard. Well, yeah. I, mean, you know, I, I think Robbie might have listened. We're going to talk about that. Like, we're going to go ahead and, and give Mike a little, a little around the around the back reacher. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. We'll get to that later. Well, but I, I, yeah. I like- well, one of the things I like to pick you guys' brains about, though, obviously you've seen the book. What are some of the rule changes that you really like? Bounce back I, I, rule is big. Yeah, not not having to bounce back. Yeah, and I actually played my first uh, V3 last night against uh, Mike Zettelmeyer. And I will tell you, not moving your units back an inch after combat is so difficult to get used to. Sure. I do like it. It cleans it up. I, my, my biggest um, support of the game, there's, there's two rules changes that I like most. One is Devastate. Came into play last night. It was extremely crucial. A unit of uh, Revenants went from 25 attacks down to 12. Totally saved a unit of mine. And then I also really enjoy, and this is something that a lot of people heard me talk about, the changes to allied units. You can't take irregular units yeah. at all now. And so many things are irregular, which I know a lot of people hate, but I think it does so much to prevent those. Oh, I have an army that doesn't have flyers. Cool. I'll just bring in a low here. I'll just bring mm-hmm. in a and boom, I'm, I'm good. I'm so glad that those allied armies are not going to be just spammed across the board. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I sure, I will have other comments about irregular units and what was made irregular, but I, I do appreciate the point that irregular units were made irregular largely to make them not alliable, and which I understand. Yeah, for me, I like the pot shot rule. I think that's an interesting rule that you know some units that used to have reload that were really sitting ducks and never got taken because of reload. Now, yes, it's a negative two penalty, but you know, hey, at least you could do something. 20 shots hitting on sevens, you hit one and a half times, one and a two-thirds of the time. I mean, I get your point, but, like, cool. <laughs> like I'm thinking of those, uh, you know, the dwarf gunners, right? They're just going to stand there, and they're not going to shoot most of the game because they're gonna, you're going to stay out of their arcs. Well, now at least they can pivot, and yes, they're going to lose half their attacks and are going to hit on sixes, but that's all right. They're not going to wipe a unit, but if there's a damaged unit that's like, I'll just hide behind you and contest things, they can turn and right. shoot that one no, wound. Yeah. And also the the way cover works now, I think huge, 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 huge. And then the way hills are more interactive from a combat standpoint. I do like the hills changes. Terrain in general, I'm really, really happy with. So, if I can jump to the nerfing shooting, they did two major things, which I think 
would have allowed them to not do a third major thing, which was one, the terrain rule. A, you got your center point has to be in it, which is a great rule. I think that's that's really smart. If the person who's telling you where you can see can't see, then you shouldn't be able to shoot. I get it. But now they said if you don't start in terrain, you still count that terrain. Again, totally fine, totally acceptable. Add some dynamism to the terrain rules. Totally agree. The next thing they did is they took away every single artifact that gives any sort of piercing to piercing or range to shooting. Jar four winds or piercing just aren't a thing anymore. And have the rule now that says if you take a magical artifact that gives you a shooting attack or a spell, your innate abilities like elite don't work on it. Right. Well, yes. And so you can do that, which means an archer horde could be 250 points, hits on fours, and does like four wounds to a defense five unit, and everyone's happy. It's fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. Whatever. But no, you also nerf archer hordes to being totally unusable, and the only reason to use regiments is because they're cheap unlock. I think I think now you're getting specifically into elves, though, right? I am absolutely. Elves absolutely. were very specific. That, that range four was. I mean, they're the only army to have range four, right? Brown would range five, and it brings them in line with other archers, right? But they're forty points over costed as, as a horde, at least. Currently, in, in version three, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What's the point of taking an elven horde? Are you going to take a horde of archers in your army now? No, I'm certainly gonna, not going to do it. I'm just, I'm just playing. Right. No one's going to take a horde of archers. So you're essentially trading an auto-include unit to a never-use unit. What's the point of that? Yeah, but how, how many people were taking other archers, hit on fives, you know, maybe hold some goblin trash, right? I mean... Right, but there was like 80 of them. Yeah, but people <laughs> weren't taking it. Right, people weren't taking shooting either way, you know. And elves were just—I I think what they ultimately realized were too good, and and they had to put them in line with everything else. I mean, I, they were I, too I'm good saying, because they could take I'm a piercing like, unit and could get bane chant, and they were elite bane chants. So, like, you could get piercing fairly easily on elven units, and they took all of that away. They could have just stopped there. I, I agree. They they took away too many things. They didn't give... They kind of took away the character of elves, right? I mean, if anybody listened to our last talk, it was, you know, elf horde archers, elf shooting. I mean, that's that's what they do, right? That is right. their their character. That is what they, they are. And they, they stripped it 100%. I'm not disagreeing. And it's in the fluff. It's in the fluff in 3rd edition that elves are these great archers. Think. But are they? They're not. They hit one no. more time than a normal than a normal because they're elite whoop-de-doo yeah i think i think the, the five up is one thing but if they gave him a five up and something else like don't sure, steady or aim or something take, or gave him a steady aim or something exactly yeah like that would make sense but i they, they definitely they hit him hard they hit him way harder than they should have i'm agreeing with that but in the bigger picture of things i i know that when people went up against your army my army elf armies in general they cringed. They were miserable. They were unhappy. They didn't want to play against it. And no, no, that was just Keith. They were bored. They were uninterested. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't figure out a way to beat them because they're not good players. Oh, sorry, Steve. <laughs> you had to get it in there. I'm glad. I'm glad it's you, you got it in early. You know, one thing that I do want to touch on is that I don't think people have picked up on is the cover penalty for difficult terrain or obstacles. You have to give them a halt order to not yep. deal with the cover. It's massive. It's massive. That's a massive thing, not just for elves, but for anybody. Everyone. Almost always. Yeah. yeah. We've mentioned a little bit. We've tiptoed around it. Let's get in and talk about the elf army 
Mike, you start us off. What are your overall impressions of the force list changes for elves? And kind of what do you think they were? I mean, you kind of already alluded to what you think. What you what, what do you think they're trying to do specifically with elves? And this, I don't even want to say it's just elves, but I think in general, what they're trying to do is they're bringing, they're trying to bring everybody into a equal parallel of every army is 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 an equivalent, right? They're all going to do somewhat the same thing, and they're trying to bring the skill level into the movement phase and and less into the list building. I think that's the overall impression. So with that, I think they they did some things with the elf army that, that certainly trashed what we've done historically with elves it hurts it sucks i'm upset about it. <laughs> but they've done some other things that are they're somewhat creative i guess um i'm not i'm not totally upset about it they've made some things better that i'm glad they made better they've they've rebalanced some things they've, they've put some units in there they're they're very um i'll call them unique for now even though i might not agree with <laughs> the reality of things but i i don't hate it um I don't think, though, and I'm not a fluff guy by any means, but Keith already alluded to, they're not taking any sort of elf fluff into consideration. That's that's my biggest complaint. We now have a defense five, you know, tanky elf. Isn't there the potential that we're going to see a Sylvan theme list for elves that's going to hit on fours and are going to be more of the wood elf style? There's no that's- way that they're going to have archers that hit on fours unless, you're talk- unless you make something in the current elven list regular. That's, but that's, that's all not, he's worried about. So hit on fours, hit on fours. Right, but like that's 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 incredibly important. You're not going to see kindred archers hitting on fours. It's not going to no, happen, even if you a theme list. Can you think of another unit that maybe they'll add in the theme list? Well, we'll talk about that. Like glade stalkers are a thing. They do hit on fours, but they're incredibly overcosted, and you only you can only take them as regiments. So cool, you got ten attacks that hit on fours. Good for don't, you. Don't take regiments. Take troops. Shut up. Well, fine, but you got eight for a hundred and what? One hundred and thirty points. Right. Why you take a troop of Silver Breeze? Uh, Silver Breeze at that point. What you... Same points. Yeah. And and only one less attack. Right. And they hit on fours in combat, and they got and they got range twenty. So yeah, here's, but they, here's, can, here's, they can charge twenty. But scout scout is a thing now because of the whole terrain rules. Mm-hmm. I think getting people to get into the terrain early is massive. Having Pathfinder, having your melee four, having your range four. Since we're talking about Glade Stalkers, I think I think Glade Stalkers are, are the kind of the theory behind the elf shooting now. It's kind of a guerrilla tactics style army. I mean, we're talking Glade Stalkers. We're talking Silver Breeze already, right? We're just jumping right into this. Yeah. It's a hit run. Avoid, dodge, hide, right? And if anybody ever, for anybody that knows Corey Reynolds, Corey Reynolds played an absolutely obnoxious elf army, which was all fast cav and chariot, individual chariot characters. that was just move and shoot. Nothing's important enough to actually commit, commit any big units to. And that's kind of what they've adopted here, I think, is it's, okay, you want to play elf shooting, you play elf shooting in a way that says, okay, we're, we're guerrilla tactics, small units, and little pitter patter, and then we still have some really good combat units to support it. So I don't, I don't hate what it's going for. I know it's not what it was historically, but I think it has something to it. It's, it's just not easy. I don't think it's easy by any means. Keith, what do you, what do you think about what they were trying to do in the context of third edition with elves? The fast cav shooting is now 18 inches, so you can't just disappear on people because even if it's 18 inches, people can move 12 inches toward you, and then you get one fewer round of shooting, right? But they give you regiments. They give you, you know, it it, it can it is still a faster army. Uh, Dracon riders, which are an exception to the other Alpha Strike lists or Alpha Strike hordes, are still hit like mothers. So you know, it is kind of going to be an elite, heavy hitting. You know, you're going to have hard hitting melee troops on on foot. You're going to have 
you know, Dragon Riders coming over the top, Silver Breeze running around killing. I mean, shooting's the only role for shooting now is to kill Chaff, and then Dragon Riders can hit in combat now too. So, you know, it is still going to be a fast army. I don't think it can can sort of disappear like that Silver Breeze army used to be able to because you can only shoot at eighteen. Even the chariots can only shoot at eighteen. So I. I, I do think it's sort of, you know, core of hard infantry with hard-hitting things coming over the top. Well, let's talk about the list itself. Army's special upgrade is the Sabertooth Hunting Cat, which gives a unit duelist, which doubles their attacks against an individual. What's your thoughts on that? It's garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> Useless. Why would I ever do? Why would I ever I, use it? Hold on, hold on. The only thing I will say is they're, they're clearly putting a lot of effort into making individuals a thing. They, they've dropped the points drastically of individuals on foot. They've done a lot with the mighty and the yielding to try to encourage some sort of use out of individuals. Will we see a meta shift and see people spamming individuals? Probably not. But Especially not elves. What are you going to use to unlock them? No, no, no. Them? I'm not saying with elves you're going to, but you got you got your defense six pharaohs back again. You got vampires are still a thing. You got, you know, other characters have seen buffs on foot. There's There's... You know, you got auras coming out of characters on foot that you couldn't get on mount and stuff. So uh, characters are going to play more of a role now without just auto-including wings. So, again, I don't think the mate is going to go that way. But if it does for any <laughs> weird reason, Sabertooth Hunting Cat might be cool. You come in with your your elf hero that's, you know, double this X. Maybe it'll be a thing. Maybe, you know. Probably not. But probably not. it doesn't compare on the last cast we talked about the hunting cats you were raving raving about there. <laughs> sure. He made them sound so good that he said that we're nerfing it. Yeah. Well I really think they listened way too much to our last talk. That's what I think. <laughs> We should just shut our mouths, Keith. We should have. That's it's all your fault. Elves are awful. Don't talk to us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> talk to you about tall spears. We we alluded to phalanx has gotten a lot better, right? And they're a cheap port unlock for what it's worth. And they got they still got thirty attacks and charging six when you can measure from any point means you got a good 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 threat range. Honestly, yep. if you can't afford palace guard, you might as well take take tall spears. They they definitely have a role, and I think a lot of that's going to be meta meta driven. Is how much mm-hmm. like right now it's all cav, right? Like nobody's taking elite infantry because why would you? But with the new changes, with the the alpha strike heavy cav going away, losing a lot of that crush one thunderous two going down to crush one thunderous one, people might not be running as much. But if you do see more of it, you still have these guys as an option to sit on the table and really cause some trouble to those armies that are just like, here's four units to calf. So they're not sure. bad. I think they've gotten better, per se, based on their own individual rules, but just because of the game shift, they've gotten a little better. One, you compare them to other unlocks in the army, um, and their value to an elf army, I think, is better than what it used to be. Yes, I would agree. Because what, un- what unlocks anymore? <laughs> Palace Guard? <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll get there. Yes. Well, let's talk about Shield Watch. What do you guys think about those guys? Uh, I literally, not five seconds ago, uh, typed something in, in response to someone asking me why I thought they were they were not good to say that um, they're five points more than Palace Guard at a regiment, at a troop. They're 100 points. Uh, yes, they, can, they might be able to take two rounds as a troop, but you can save 20 points by just getting Battle Cats. As a regiment, anything that can one-shot a Palace Guard regiment can probably one-shot a, a Shield Watch regiment. And I'd much prefer for those two-round grinds to have more attacks from a Palace Guard regiment. So, useless? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think they're good. Um, 
I, I equate them though. If you start looking, you know, in comparisons to version two, which we probably shouldn't be doing, but I mean, they're they're blood torn, right? They're they're elite blood torn. Blood torn are always a really good buy. Um, For very best. Yeah, well, I, I realize that. I realize that. I'm just saying, across <laughs> the board, they're speed six still. They can engage some things that, that might not be able to deal with them that only have you know, their own 12 packs and not going to be able to pop up because there are less alpha strike things out there. There's going to be less, you know, things that are able to one shot defense five unit. Um, and they still have a little bit of. Don't me wrong. I'm not going to take them, but I'm trying to get them. <laughs> they're great. They're great, but I'm not going to take them. They're really cute, but I'm not going to touch them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on and talk about Forest Card. What do you guys think about those guys? Now I'd love to take them forward, but uh, otherwise, they're pretty garbage. Yeah. Because, you know, Phalanx is going to ruin their ability to do any damage because they only have Thunder's Charge. Uh, here's the thing we've been talking about, though, is how much Phalanx are we really going to see? Because, you know, there are units that have Phalanx, and Phalanx got better, but... With the reduction to some of the, the Alpha Strike Cavalry units, maybe you see a reduction in Cavalry units, which is sort of that chicken or the egg thing. Maybe we won't see as much Phalanx as we think. I think the biggest thing with Phalanx is their, the fact that they impact Flyers as well. That's that's the yep. reason that I think that they're going to matter. If it was just Cav, large Cav, whatever. But the fact that it hits Flyers too, right. people are still going to take Flyers in droves. And, and then that's just... White rates... Yeah, the game is speed, right? So I think Phalanx is always going to have a role as long as they're impacting flyers. Um, and so Forest Guard, yeah, they they just don't have any good targets. That's just reality of it, right? Like, what, they have Thunderous One. Why not just get a Crush One from Palace Guard, right? So they, right. they lose Pathfinder. I'd rather just have Palace Guard. I'm sorry. Let's talk about Palace Guard because I know you guys are fans. Oh, my God. The Horde is so you know, good. Like, I can say inappropriate things, yeah. Um, that horde is just that's just so sexy. I'm sorry, that's and exactly every, what I was asking for. Um, every point you spend on an artifact, that horde is like multiplied by nine plus one to hit, strength, yep. whatever you're spending on it. Yeah. Oh my god! And the statistics say what 19 hits or something, 18 and some change hits, I think. I, I but, um, Assuming you don't sharpness and then they hit 24 times right but that's the thing too is i mean i can't tell you how many times with the regiment i'm like okay threes with elite i'm like oh i hit 12 times and people are like wait what and it's like well all yeah. i need is not twos and i'm good and it's and you're gonna have these 25 attacks coming in and surprise i got 21 22 23 hits and i got a bane chin maybe i got a brew strength right. whatever your defense five i'm doing 16 wounds to you right after your regiment you're dead nuts speed yeah. six the changes to the charge range off corners their board presence is massive i i i take and we're, we're gonna get there later but i'm sorry i'm taking a one with strider i'm taking one with caterpillar i'm taking one with brew let's play you know you bring something and if you're not popping them i am popping you back it is insanity absolute insanity so good well, you do have a heavy infantry which for those that don't remember that just means they're on 25 millimeter bases and that's the hunters of the wild and i don't think you guys were fans of them last time we talked now and they're regular so i will never take them right because they don't unlock i mean they also are a little different in that they're melee three and defense five and, and slower because only speed they five made them slower they gave them plus one defense but they lost all their attacks so what they had good was their offense which yep. they lost and they had some speed, which they lost, <laughs> and they're right. a little more defensive, which, yeah, it, it 
go take Shield Watch, and we already talked about whether we would take those or not. So why would I take Hunters of the Wild? Well, let's jump in and talk about some ranged infantry. They're all garbage. What's the point? They're all garbage. Okay, they're all garbage. You heard it here first. Go ahead, Mike. Kindred archers. If you take some troops, fine. Have fun. There's better pattern. Maybe some regiments to unlock because they're cheap. Yeah, and you still have some shots, but uh, yeah, kindred archers, which were always the mainstay of the elf army, no longer for sure, and. Everybody's got a hacksaw, I hope. Go cut your hordes in half, and maybe you'll have something to do with them. Otherwise, put them on a shelf, and they'll collect dust. And I'm sorry. Maybe it's our fault. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Do you guys see Seaguard have any use at all? No, they're still no. terrible. 290 points for five fewer attacks than Tall Spears. They're hitting on five range. They're not elite. They're going to do two wounds over the two turns that they can shoot. Might as well save 60 points to take Tall Spears. Or save 25 points, the math right, yeah, and take Palace Card. Yeah, the, the same thing we said last time, which was they're, they're not good enough at either shooting or combat, and that still remains true. At, at first, me and... And there were worse shot. at shooting. <laughs> What's that? They're worse now at shooting because they're not elite at shooting. Right, right. Me and Alex were talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, comparing them to, to kindred archers, and, and I was like, wait a second, why would I compare them to kindred archers, which I'll never take either? <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, it's more that. expensive. But we, we breezed over the Glade Stalkers, which we talked about earlier. I, I, I still think Glade Stalkers are a good unit in this army. I think if you want shooting, you're not going to wipe you and stuff the board like you were before, but. You have some very efficient shooting. You can definitely clear chaff with eight elite attacks, with Pathfinder, with Scout, with steady aim now, too, so you can still move and contest objectives. And you're still a melee four with elite as well, so you can still fight. Come in on somebody's flank with 16 attacks with elite. People are going to be surprised. You can actually do some damage there. So I think they have a purpose. I'm not going to probably take regiments at 175. It's pricey for just those two attacks. But I think troops have a role. Anybody that's played Dwarf Rangers knows Dwarf Rangers are, are an effective unit. And now that these have Scout, they're effective again. Last they version had Scout. I'm yeah. sorry, they didn't. Yeah. Vanguard. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they, did. they totally did. I don't think they totally did. did. I think that's the problem. Totally did. Good luck. <laughs> well, while you guys are looking that up, Let's chat about cavalry. You've, you've got the Stormwind Cavalry and the Silver Breeze, which now come in regiments. Still effective. Maybe not optimal, but like their units rent three for a regiment now, which is legit. Uh, coming off a hill, you can be Thunderous three. My big issue with Cav is gonna is always going to be, I don't know what Phalanx is going to look like yet. I don't know how prevalent is that going to be. Yeah. Well, see, that, that's the question, right? We It's sort of one of those uh, chicken or the egg, though, because yep. if someone's someone might just throw a whole bunch of phalanx in their list because they expect to see cavalry. You just don't know. We're just going to have to play it out and see how see how it ends up. You brought up a good thing, which is the strength. The strength is something we haven't really talked about as much as we should be at this point, but the strength is a huge piece of conversation in this version 3. And, and that's where I think regiments in general, not just these cav units, but across the board, are, have so much value point for point, like your unit strength per point. Infantry regiments... Cav regiment, you get so much out of those when it comes to unit strength and scoring. Unless they shoot. Oh, yeah. Don't. Well, what about Silver Breeze? Uh, I've heard lots of buzzing around this unit. I, I think there's too much talk. I don't think they're as good as everybody thinks. Um, unit strength two for 200 points sucks, for lack of a better word. Range <laughs> 18. Uh, I don't want to say sucks, but yeah, go ahead and move in on my flyers and then I charge you. Sorry. 
it, it, they don't have the board presence with only an 18 inch range. Um, the melee four is cute. So I'm sure people are like, oh, I'm going to get a flank with, you know, 14 attacks, melee four. Yeah, you're still paying 200 points for a unit strength two unit. I, I just don't think the value is, is, is there as much. So I, I t- totally agree. I really do think that people are going to make and determine, like they're going to decide between do I want a Glaze Stalker regiment or do I want a Silver Breeze regiment? Because I think those two regiments are going to be fairly similar. Uh, I do think the four plus on melee is interesting. You can go 20 inches. You can go in with Dracons. You can add those extra couple points of damage on a charge. Maybe if you're coming off a hill. I do think they're going to be great chaff clearers. Uh, 14, 16, and 200 points defense four is legit. Um, unit strength two, I agree. That's kind of a bitchy amount of unit strength. But you got to remember, you can move 20 inches nimble. And if you're still alive at the end of the game, like that's that's taking a you know taking a section and control. That's adding unit strength the way you need it. I think it has value. I do not think it is the be all end all that some people are making it out as. And they're in, they're still an irregular unit too. So you're right. not you still got to unlock them. Yeah, I don't know. They're, I, I appreciate the talk. I, I get the value that people are talking about, but I don't think they're as good as everybody seems to think they are. And I totally agree about the 18 inches that like you have to expose yourself to certain units to be effective, and then you're going to die. Yep. And I'm going to back up a little bit on Stormwind, too. I think with the amount of flyers that got nerfed speed, that speed 9 cav is going to be huge. You know, your whites, your wraiths. Um, there's some other ones out there I can't think of right now. But that speed nine cab, I think, is going to be more important now where a lot of those those alpha strike hammers that were flyers are a little bit slower now. And speed nine is going to be really, really clutch. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I still still get frustrated that they're 14, 16 and not 15, 17 like Vesalia or Brotherhood. I agree. Um, but unit strength three is legit. Like getting, I mean, They can move 18 inches straight with their unit strength three. So I think they could possibly have a role. 15 is not that many points either. It's not, but it's also only 60 points less than Dracons, and I think Dracons do so much more, except unlock. <laughs> That's a thing. So let's talk about swarms. You guys got some battle cats. We had battle cats. They were you, but did anybody take them? No. no. Why would? They and were they always swarms? Bad, but, now, but now they're amazing. Okay. They were not swarms. They were they were infantry. All right. So now they are our cheapest chaff. They're fine. They. Uh, Basically, can stand behind your palace guard and jump out, so you get you get the charge where they get charged. They're cheap, you know. They're troops, so they can be, you know cheaply unlocked. They can do some damage. They're vicious, and they're you know if they're attacking another similar swarm, they're they're elite. I've not seen that before. Elite, but in melee against swarms only. That is bizarro. Basically, they're good at killing birds, right? Cats or or snow foxes, because everybody freaking snow foxes. Tell you that was right yeah. now. My biggest concern about them is you can't. It's three dollars a battle cat. It's three fifty. Mantic battle cats that come in your tall spear or archer sprues. I don't know, but you literally you get two with a regiment. How are you gonna come up with fifteen or even twelve for a regiment? So if you wanna use Manic, you have to pony up. Where do these numbers come from? Where do you need twelve? Well, it says 15 uh, for a uh, swarm of... Orkling-sized models are 5 per base, and a human-sized swarm is 3 per base. Let's go find some non-mantic stuff. Come on. 
Sure, but if I you know want to not lose Chris Kapsner in round five and go to England, I need some Mantic stuff. Well, it doesn't matter if you lose to Chris Kapsner because he's not going to have a Mantic army, so it's fine. Right, right, but then Tim will jump me and then... Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> not to mention Chris Kapsner is not going to be able to take two hordes of chariots as, or two regiments of chariots as his uh, allies anymore, so... Let's keep rolling. Let's talk about large infantry. Obviously, you guys have four shamblers, but I also wanted to get your take on the way large infantry unlocks, or specifically regiments don't unlock. The topic of the day? All right, so uh, Mr. Shannon Shoemaker did point out to me that regiments of, I'm sorry, hordes of large infantry unlock in one different fashion than hordes of infantry, which was interesting. Uh, Regiments, obviously, they only unlock two of the four categories, but you can take a monster and a titan, whereas a infantry horde can only take they can unlock three of the following three categories hero war machine monster or, or titan so I think it's so weirdly or, worded in in there I, I i was looking through that too i thought it was kind of strange that large boards yeah it, it, it seems a little strange but then we should mention your four shamblers are regular so it doesn't matter to you guys rob rob they lowered the cost of the regiment but they increased the cost of the horde and they're both garbage now <laughs> Right. It's like, why? Uh, you know, I, I really wonder on this one. Like, I don't think they had to make these guys irregular. I think they could have left them alone. I just... Especially with the changes to the unlocks. I think they were fine to be regular. I honestly think, like, people were, are complaining about the unlocks. I really think the unlocks, the way they did it, was to, in the case of Ogres, I think, to push them into more of a monster mash build. Sure. The unlocks on other, like, Earth Elementals and stuff, it's, it's to basically persuade you to take other stuff. You got to take infantry melee, which is all they care about, apparently. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, nobody took it before. Why is it so bad that they're it's just to you're it? just changing the puzzle, right? I mean, now we got to figure out some. Sure. some and, and this isn't a bad point to bring this up, but like, it's not a problem. But there are certain armies where continuity between editions is severely changed, and elves happen to be one of those armies. Goblins are another one of those armies. Like, I was going to say, I think that's. That is a, an extremely important point, and especially if we got into that whole argument about PMC, MMC, and all that blah blah blah, right? But, 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 but it ties in in the sense that the reason version two got me and probably dozens, if not hundreds, of other people into it was you could take your, you know, your old armies and say plug and play, right? I can take mm-hmm. this army and I can I can make it work and it's, and it's viable. But now we're in a situation where. There's a lot of limitations, right? You have so many irregular units. You have so many units that are not really playable. You have so many units that are that are just, you know, one-trick pony. There's not as much of that anymore, not just from other games, but from version 2 also. You know, your version 2 lists that were viable probably aren't, I don't want to say probably aren't, but there's a very high chance that you can't even play that same list. When, when me and Zed played last night, he took his army, and he was playing Empire of Dust. They didn't have that many changes. But he flat out took his exact same list, and he's like, all right, well, I'm 75 points over. Like, just by changing nothing at all, his point, his army was completely overcosted. Nerfs and all, everything dropped in, in playability. And that's a modest statement, you know, on his army. But look at your elf army, right? Keith, take your elf army that you played at Masters last year. I can't play, play it. I can't it's play it. It's literally unplayable. It's literally unplayable. And I do agree with that sentiment, which is like, you now have to 
completely start from scratch. They, that's one thing that I don't think they really thought about when they put this together. I will agree with that. I will say too, though, some of the armies that they've invalidated were like the heavy skew list. There are certain specific lists that you cannot play. However, there are certain armies that most of the competitive lists are simply untakeable now because of irregularity or other sorts of unlocks or just bad units. And again, that's fine. I'm not objecting to their ability to do that. I'm simply pointing it out as a downside of an addition change. So let's talk about chariots because they took a little bit of a change. Use, useless, never used. Now you've got more options, right? You've got troop, regiment, hordes, and legions. Legion cost five. Why would I take that unit? Yeah, that was their very like desperate attempt to say, "Oh, everybody that spent, you know, what one hundred twenty dollars to build one horde of chariots, and that's minimum model count to get four chariots on a horde base. We're not going to totally screw you, but we kind of did because why would you ever, ever, ever take a two hundred forty-five point?" Legion of chariots ever possible. You don't take a minus one to hit against phalanx. I don't remember if they're like chariot or if they're large calves. I don't think it's chariots part of that. Yeah, but oh, you still have the thunders. Phalanx will still strip their thunderous charge. Exactly, and you're still useless. Whoop to do end. And they have less attack shooting too. Exactly, you're only shooting ten times. So at fives, and you're not even nimble or maybe I think they're steady. I, I, would, like, I would have rather them just like cut cut shooting <laughs> altogether and drop the points by like forty five. I'd be okay with it. The shooting's pointless, right? 18 inches. How much was the old horde of chariots? 215. That's 16 shots. 16, 18. Fours and fours. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no point in having the shooting on there at all. I think troops and regiments might have a play, but that's that's Mm -hmm. all. I I think troops and regiments still have a place, maybe. 135 points, you can do something, but it's not the shooting. It's maybe you get a flank and come in with some elite thunderous and do something but everybody that built hordes of chariots before i'm sorry uh your money is wasted your units are wasted and uh yeah put them on a shelf like dust i know <laughs> let's talk about dracons i know everybody likes dracons they're still dracons good are, i'm sorry they're still good i don't see the like i know people are complaining they don't have nimble i mean i think they're still good even without nimble look so your crushing strength has been stripped Generally, they didn't lose Thunders or Crushing. They can still go in at a minus two. It might make, you know, what artifact you're going to take with them might be different now. Uh, crushing Strength on them, an extra Crushing Strength is huge. Somebody falling around with a Bane Chant is huge because you're probably going into the front. They're still hitting you 15 times yep. at Crushing or at minus two or minus three. And Elves having big, you're going to have a big issue getting through defense five and defense six. And this is. The answer. Yeah. I mean, they're, Palace Guard is an answer too, but like this. The thing is, there's still speed 10. That's that's right. the key is so they're many flyers. Faster than everybody so else. many like outstrike flyers, hammer flyers were, were brought down in the speed. There's still speed 10. And it's yep. a premium now, right? Elite hard hitting units are a premium now because they brought so many of those things in line and, and, and toned them down. Dragon Riders are still an absolute trigger i mean they will wreck things and even more so now because hey guess what soul reavers you're not defense six anymore wounding on threes that's huge mm-hmm, or yep. twos if we got a brain vein chain or brew like they, they yeah okay we lost nimble but all that really does let's be honest how much nimble did we really use to gain you know flanking maneuvers when we were playing elves before we we're using them to keep people at bay we can still yep. do that right yep. now 
yeah, it, it, where combat army it would be nice to have it, but we weren't playing that nimble so much before. It just made it easier to move them. Now we just got to think a step ahead. I can yep. do that. I will gladly do that, and I will still wreck face with this unit. Absolutely. Right. It was increased by five points, and everything else was made worse. Exactly. And you'll still take it. At least one. Unfortunately, you can't just take, you know, lots of them. Because <laughs> they're also irregular like everything else. <laughs> well, I also think the irregular thing was just more about making it so you couldn't take them as allies. I think so, too. True. <laughs> but they get their unit strength three back. They get unit strength three back, which means... Yep. I can put three unit strength twenty inches away from where the fuck I want to be. Massive, it's so massive. And I and and back to what you said, Rob. Though, if the only reason for making these units irregular was the ally thing, then then shame on the RC because they should Great. have just done other things with allies. They should have just said no allies. That I mean, that was my argument from beginning to end. It's just don't allow allies. Or if you're going to, hey, guess what? Orcs you can ally with goblins. Elves, you can ally with humans. Like, pick, pick and choose. But if it was the points just for that, then they messed up. But I, And I don't know that's actually the case, but when you look at it superficially, the units that, like, ogres, the shooters, like, yes. units that historically have been taken as allies are the are ones that I've right. noticed, like the chariots and the dracon riders and the alohi. And I'm glad they did. I, don't get me wrong. I'm extremely glad that they did it, and that is a fix. But I, I, I hope, and I can't, pick, you know, think for them, but I, I'm hoping that's not the only reason they made so many things irregular. I, I'm hoping it's just so that you don't have the that guy that shows up like, I got four hordes of Dracons and four, you know, three dragons and two Dracon heroes, you know. I'm hoping yeah. they were taking that into consideration too. That's all I can hope. And that makes sense. Like, I used to run six units of unlocks and six six characters because, let's not forget, elves don't have any monsters so we can't unlock any monsters or yeah, do we, we have any titans so we only have so many things we can unlock, but let's not really complain about that. Point being, Dracons don't unlock anymore, so that's that, that's very important. But I, I, if you are going to say we're only doing this to, for for allies, you could even, I mean, you could you could limit who you can ally with, or you can limit what you can ally. Yeah. You can only ally cavalry and infantry. Period. Fine. Okay. Sorry, one last comment. Dracons. I'm okay with Dracons being. You know, irregular in that, you know, let's talk back to the game that brought us all here, which is that, you know, WH word that we don't like to talk about. But, you know, you got you got a unit that's as good as Dracons are. That's a rare unit. You should not be spamming them. Right? I agree. And I agree with that. And that's kind of what they're doing with making a lot of these units irregular. Do I agree with all of the amount of, of units they're making irregular? You know, are four shamblers, you know, a quote unquote rare unit? Yeah, probably not. They might have taken it too far, but I get what the approach is. So. To be fair, it's not hard to spam Drake on hordes. You just take a horde of take a horde of archers. You take a horde of 230 points of tall spears and bring four Drake on hordes and say, yeah. hey, you stopped me. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. Let's talk war engines. Uh, bolt action. The, the bolt door didn't really change, right? It's exactly the same, isn't it? It was trash before. Trash now. Okay. Dragon breath. Talk to, uh, now, uh, let, before we get to Dragon breath, what are your thoughts on no more breath weapons? I mean, it just makes breath weapons worse. I don't know. It doesn't really change the game that much. In my opinion. Car, individual, stealthy, all apply to breath weapons. Fine. And it just makes them less good. And you should have dropped the points. They've lost attacks. They've lost effectiveness because of that. But I'm not that worried Untakeable. about it. Untakeable. Untakeable. 
Dragon Breath's untakeable. That's an extreme argument. I don't. I don't think they're untakeable. There's not. You're a not going to take game. three anymore, right? Like, are you going to take three? I will, just to prove you wrong. <laughs> Good. We can uneven that that that. Let's talk about their heroes. They've got a lot of cool heroes. Uh, Let's start with the tree herder. Fantastic. Absolutely. I'm so excited. This this is the unit that makes me excited about elves. This and palace guard, of course, which is a whole nother story. Um, But the tree herder does a lot for me when it comes to elves. Um, He's got nine attacks now. He's he's fearless, which yeah, he lost the nerve, so it's basically the same. It's a wash, but. the nine attacks on threes is, is fantastic. Seven attacks that he had before just wasn't quite cutting it. And he's got the Radiance of Life, which is great. He's got Strider, fantastic. He's still got Surge. He's Scout still. He's inspiring. He's like, he's awesome. And Defense Six. Defense Six is an absolute premium thing. Yeah, yeah there's not very many of them left. Oh, so the people are going to, like, I mean, there's been times where I, you know, I used to play him and people come in with their mounted sons and they'd bane chant him. It's like, all right, well, when you on twos, I'm like, great, my defense six is worthless. But now that's not going to happen anymore. Suddenly he can sit there and he can take so much more. And my game last night I played, I had a uh, Basilian Dragon and it's like, I hey, guess what? You're devastated and, and bane chant's more of a premium and like it, it, you, you just last longer. Most things last a little extra more. And now that defense six is so good. And I think he's, he's going to be a staple in the army. I mean, I think. Personally, any elf army I make, tree herder, auto include. I, I totally agree. He's a fearless giant. I wish he was not a character, but you know, various can be choosers. I do think there's going to be two. I think there's going to be dragon armies, and I think there's going to be tree herder armies. Uh, I think that's that's kind of where it's going to split because the radiance of life is super useful for three palace card hordes and all that stuff, and just constantly popping back that point of damage. And then there's going to be the fast elves. And I'm going to play one, and Mike's going to play the other. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Elven King. I, if I had I'd unlocks, like... he'd be great. If, if, I, if I had unlocks, he'd be great. But I I don't have any unlocks, so... Eh. some different units, man. Why? <laughs> because Palace Guard are good. <laughs> we should mention, you've got eight different heroes. Oh, it's insane. Which you, which you can't unlock. <laughs> With it and then he gets done. He, he's not bad though. So he's got he's cheap on foot. Yeah, you're not going to take him on foot, but he's got the ability to take that shard blade, get mm-hmm. melee two with leap, right? So five attacks are hitting every time, and there's no limit on him being on foot for that. So you still get him mounted. He's still hitting on twos. He's still late. You're probably not going to take the saber tooth hunting cat, um, but you, you take him with the be the blade of the beast slayer, which is still a thing. He can still do damage when he needs to do damage. And I, I, I honestly do think mighty is an important rule to pay attention to because people are so used to throwing characters out there and trying to chaff. And it happened last night in a game where Zed tried to put his caster out there and block things. I was like, okay, I just, I just move around him. I'm still charging. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care about you anymore. And, and people are going to start to get used to those characters as casters, as BSBs and, there's little weak characters that not being able to do anything. And when you actually sit one of these characters that are mighty in front of a unit and you're like, that's actually doing something now. Yeah. It might take six months from now before people realize that that's a thing, but it is going to be a thing. I really do think so. And the Elven King is really a good point for point character that does that. So he's really expensive. And if you really wanted a character to like stop a unit, you, you still have a Prince that's, you know, much cheaper and has three attacks. And as long as you just order whoever you get in front of, he does the same thing. 
So I totally agree that like mighty characters are useful, but it's just a lot of points and I and I'm already hurting for unlocks. Let's talk about the Elven Mage and just magic in general. Go ahead, sir. All right, it pisses me off the Elven Mage is only a spellcaster level two. I don't know what the fat means. Elves do magic. Why are we only spellcaster level two? You're Why right is the fucking the Empire of Is there dust? some way that spellcaster three? Why are you mad? Empire of Dust? Priest? Don't your rage down. You don't even yeah. know what it does. I, I figured he was going to bitch that he couldn't take Blizzard anymore. That's what I thought. Well, I'm getting there, Rob. Like, okay, not all right. Take anything on your, that's on your profile? Are you kidding me? We can take, okay, okay, Lightning Bolt 5, cool spell. Heal 4, cool spell. Bane Chant, great. Being able to reroll ones, unlike anybody else, awesome. I'm definitely taking a mage with Bane Chant. You can take mages with heal and have the, the like, grindy elf army with the tree herder, and I feel like that's the direction Mike is going. But, like, why just generally in all of fantasy, elves are connected to magic like any other race? More than any other race, excuse me. And it's a spellcaster level two versus these undead necromancers who are threes pissing me off. First off, don't assume my army. <laughs> <laughs> Second off, you're complaining about their spellcaster level when it doesn't do anything. Wait for, wait for it. It's coming. It'll, know, it'll be a thing. I know it will be. And then you can complain, but right now I got to devil's advocate it. So, yeah, heal for. Heals nice. Here's the thing I like about them. Lightning Bolt 5 plus the Boomstick. Okay. Lightning Bolt 8 with Elite. So I'm good. sorry. That's so crazy. 125 points. Lightning Bolt 8 Elite is I mean, nuts. you mount them. You mount them. Yeah, you mount them. I know. I know. You mount them, obviously. But So I, I think the Archmages, I'm not reading the Spellcaster thing like somebody. Um, Archmage <laughs> is great. The fact that they, what I do like is that they're, they're bare bones. You're not paying for a spell you don't need, right? Which yes. I always, I always hated. Like the okay, heal, and I'm not using it to heal, or you know, some other casters where you're paying for the surge, you're not using the surge. You're paying for the fireball, you're not using the fireball, whatever, right? I like this bare bone casters, which not every army has it. Some do, some don't, which is interesting. I'm curious about their mindset about it, but I do kind of like the hey, start from scratch, build what you want to build, and make it right. Again, okay. we have a situation where characters being mounted there's price here which i respect because more there's, yeah there's more value but at the same time they lost the ability to chaff things so it's like i don't know that i really want to pay that anymore i'll, I'll be honest my my armies from now on first off individuals i'm going to take as few individuals as possible if any at all I second agree. off probably not mounting them anymore unless it's for offensive reasons like you mentioned the lightning bolt so i can see other things or whatever but there's no reason to take a mount and sit behind a unit and bane chain or sit behind a unit and heal there's there's literally no point i have no role late in the game to go chaff anything up because i can't so i i, I but i also kind of like it because they're devaluing the base character on foot to just do the role that it does and that's something that i i, I like is just I'm going to pay for exactly what I want and nothing else, nothing extra. So if I am going to go the heal route, I'm not mounting them. Why, why would I mount them? I'm going to take the heal for 30 points and then mm-hmm. trout, and boom, there's my character. He's, he's elite and he's, he's basically a green lady at that point, minus the mm-hmm. chaps. And I'm fine with that, you know? So I, I do kind of like the, the elf character in that sense. And it has a lot of spell access, which a lot of individual mages don't across the map. Um, so I think elf mages are good, honestly. I'm sorry. One, important, one, one important thing to, to remember, too, is uh, Lightning Bolt is not affected by stealthy. And I think Night Stalkers are going to be a thing. 
Yes. And uh, if you know you're ignoring that stealthy and you're coming in with eight piercing one shots, then it's like, all right, let's do this. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that lightning bolt eight stealth uh, uh, elite. It's it's going to be sorry, not especially because you you can't get any other piercing shots in the entire army, so you might as well get like a character that's got lightning bolt eight. Oh, no. I mean, I think the first list I made had the lightning bolt eight. And then a lightning bolt five also. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah no, totally. Bolt, you know, why not? And and then I couldn't unlock anything else I wanted, so I stopped doing that. Let's talk about the Lord on Dracon and the Dragon Kindred Lord. Dragon's still legit. He's still legit. I mean, being a nimble flyer is still and a nim- thing. Nimble's, nimble's a premium now. So. Uh, Lord on Dracon still sucks, by the way. I'm just going to say that out there. Seconded. Seconded. He's 170 points. At that point, you're so far in, you might as just go all the way. Yeah, take a mounted king who's mighty, and you're like, whatever, let's do this. If his nerve was higher than maybe but the army standard bear, Mike, I'm assuming this guy could be in your list. Uh he's still got a he's still got a role. One thing I find interesting about him is he's the melee four and he's elite melee. He's elite? Yeah. He's awesome. a cheaper source of bane chant than a mage. Yeah, if you take if you want to if you just want to bane chant, take him. And then he has the I mean, on a four up elite. He can disorder somebody. Mighty. I think that's that's pretty key. And so he's a guy that I will I will mount and I will give him a loot and I can do something with him. Um, you can bane chance some dragon riders and you can actually effectively chaff and you're like, oh hey, that's so. that's legit. How about the noble war chariot? He's fine, but like not not he's not not something you're gonna take. Did he change at all? He only only shoots on eighteen. He's I think he's still elite. Yeah, well he used to, he's before tax now he's three. He used to yeah. be speed nine now he's eight and yeah. twenty four to eighteen. Um, He's still nimble, but he also is 10 points more expensive. So he got worse, and he got more expensive. So why why on earth would I take him? How about the unique units? There's three of them. Are any of those on your radar? All right, I'm going to jump Ar- out here for a second. Argus Rodner, which you started to say. Mm-hmm. At first I looked at it, I was like, why the F did they bring that stupid thing back? And then I actually read mm-hmm. it. And it actually, I'll Alex read it because Chavez brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring by itself, which is kind of neat. So yeah. if you're when we're talking unlocks, this this is an inspiring, and it has some other board presence, which is your unit that might be running down the, the flank or something like that. I don't think I take it still <laughs> necessarily, right. but it's better than it was, and I respect that. And it makes that unit inspiring, yes, which so then that, inspires the people around it, right? So, so and, and that's, that's the thing. That's is, it. Like, it really is. It really is playable now. Like, again, yes. I don't think I take it, but if you if you're running an army that is having an issue with inspiring, this inspires and it makes something else inspiring. That is key. You can really do some creative things, and I, I, I could see somebody coming up with a, a practical use of this for sure. So I, I would take artists Argus at like twenty five hundred points or you know more, just doing like a fuck around game, um, because. Like this one guy can inspire two thirds of your army, but twenty two fifty two thousand is kind of tough. Yeah, Suggestive. it's cheap. I, I really wish it would have been really nice if they gave him like a one unit strength or something like that. That would have been, yeah, you know, make him make him eighty five points or something. Give him one unit strength, and then you know, I it would have. He's like a war drum, but not. Yeah, totally. Right, right. But um, Madriga the Elf, still cute. Probably don't figure. Um, well, and now you don't have any master hunters. So if you're going to take a master, say, hunter, you want to take like a master hunter type. You got to take her. I was going to say, I'm sorry we lost the master hunter because I actually really like the master hunter. I'm sure somebody gets, else. Got. It's coming in a theme list. I'm sure. Tedarian. I don't know. What do you think about Tedarian? 
So, so the only reason I would take Tidarian is if I wanted to take five dragons in an army. And let me explain how I would take five dragons in an army. I would take four uh, Kendrick Archer regiments and four Elven dragons, three in Tigarian. And then I would take Northern Alliance, Kindred Archer, Kindred Archer Regiment, and take a Chimera. And I would laugh at the frustration that the three of my opponents that would lose that list would have. And I would not laugh when I lost the next three games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, s- s- settle down there. <laughs> but, you know, you can take five dragons in an elf list, and it's fine. My I don't know if it's any good. I don't know if it's any good, but you can do it. Because that's what, uh, eight, nine, or, or ten, and five. It's a 15-unit strength army in version three. I'm sorry, most of my lists are 25 to 30. So, right. no, but, but, but number of unit strength is very different from, like, unit strength giving units. Because if I'm my dragons are wrecking your unit strength, it's fine. Shannon Shoemaker did incredibly well with an eleven unit strength army, but every single unit in his army had a unit strength, and that's sort of all that matters if you're murdering people. So, guys, looking at this, uh, all the changes, how is it going to affect your your build, and where does it go from here? I'm building a lot scratch. I'm completely got <laughs> my. I'm not kidding. My elf army, as I've known it, is. Uh, it's in boxes right now, and it's never coming out. And I have a whole new set of art models that I'm building to redo my entire elf army because it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's uh, three hordes of palace guard, uh, tree herder, and then fill in the blanks from there. Probably a couple troops of uh, glade stalkers, um, and then whatever I find fun after that. But it's what what I had before is just non-existent anymore. I don't, I don't have an elf army anymore, as far as I'm concerned. I tend, to, I tend to agree. Um, you know, you need some infantry to do unlocks. I'll probably still bring some Dracon hordes because they're still bell out ballers. Um, Palace Guard hordes are probably going to be the unlocks. It, it, you know, I'm painting up a lot of my gray unit, like my gray models that I got from way back when sort of make it work and it'll work it's fine like it, it it can compete which is very different yeah i mean i made a list i think and as much as i hated on the shield watch it was like three regiments of shield watch and like three hordes of palace guard a tree man a lightning bolt eight character and like dragon or something like that and i was like yeah that'll work I'll go with that. so if like i can i would i would replace the shield watch with regiments of tall spears and take those extra points and have fun with them. Yeah. I, I, the tall spears, I, I like the idea of them. I'm just, I'm not sure if they're like, if I go against armies that, you know, four out of six rounds at a tournament don't have things that they do anything against. There's still defense. You're getting 15 points back and there's still defense for phalanx. And they're just sitting there on a token. Defense five, man. Defense five is such a big difference. Right, but it's 15 points. You have tons of stuff with 60 points. 45 points. Game Mastery. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, anybody who's an elf player that's watching this right now is um, in the same boat that basically, hey, what you've been doing up to this point is no longer happening. Just Mm -hmm. accept it, deal with it, stop crying, because you're definitely crying. We're older than everybody else. Just adapt. We're still say, better. Get over it. We're still get older. Over. Just adapt. Here's the thing. If you played elves because you wanted the broken army, 
go play Abyssal Dwarves. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that's the list. I'm sorry. Ugh. And I'll come back for that list talk if you want. That's the broken one if you want one that's broken. Yeah, but those were always a finesse broken list. Like you could have good units and just charge your Dracon hordes into a horde and die. You still yeah. have to have a finesse. Yeah. I don't know. I'm grouchy about it. I'll admit it. How about some of the new models? Anything jumping out at you? The Dracon Rider Lord coming for the League of Infamy mm-hmm. looks like a giant lizard chicken. And I really don't like the fact that he's, he's like up, like on a like on a rock. Probably like like raising his wings up. I wish it was on the rock, but the hands and the wings were down, and it would look less like a chicken to me. Like the the um, the concept art is amazing. The pose, the second pose, and the concept art, I would buy like ninety of those. You know, I wish they would come out with other elements. I don't mind the skinny elves having painted a number of them now. Um, I have a couple of the old derpy Dracon Lord, Dracon Riders too, which I'm going to use to fill out some Dracon Horde. So I, I, my understanding is there's some elf love coming soon, which I'm really appreciating. Um, I haven't been super enthused about the League of Infamy stuff, elven-wise. Everything else is amazing. Think about though, the League of Infamy is about the villains, right? So you're you're kind of the, the victims in that game. Well, as your fluff episode said, the elves are apparently the patsies of Panathor. Uh, so you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first from Steve's mouth to your ears. Exactly. Mike, over to you. What are you, uh, any models jumping out at you? I, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I'm not a guy that I know, I'm, I, but I had to uh, ask. No, I, I literally just Googled League of Infamy. What's that? Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not a Mantic fanboy like a lot of these people. I think that's a great spot to send us out. And so until next time, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on. Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. So if you ever see Bjorn Sir- Sigmarsson on Fanatics, it's Todd Serpico. Please put this in your little caveat at the end of the episode so he's totally called out for it. <laughs>